Hello and welcome to today's episode of Talks with Trav. In each episode, we spend some time going over a different area in life, sharing real tips and stories that can help improve the quality of your life and the life of those around you. In today's episode, I want to talk about a morning routine. There's a lot of talk about morning routines and there's tons of them, the 5 a.m. club, the getting up an hour before you got, you're supposed to, so you can spend 20 minutes doing these three specific things or drinking water with lemon and salt or doing this and doing that. You got to make sure you stretch before you do this. You got to work out your brain before. And it, it honestly can be overwhelming. So I kind of wanted to simplify what a morning routine should consist of and why they're important. Um, I think by default, we should all know what a morning routine is. If you know what the morning is in a routine, you can put two and two together. I'm not going to waste your time explaining that. But the reason they're important is because they quite literally set the tone for your day. Full disclosure, let's say you don't have what you don't think you have a morning routine. You just get up and kind of start your day. You're wrong. You do have a morning routine. Um, most of us, our morning routine consists of waking up early enough to get out of bed, brush our hair, brush our teeth, maybe grab a bit to eat, and get dressed and leave. That's what that consists of, right? So whether you want to admit it or not, or you recognize it or not, you that is your morning routine. Um, in fact, those morning routines are the ones that are going to hurt you the worst. So either way, whether you get up early and do these consecutive, these consistent things or whatever it may be, or you just roll out of bed at the last possible minute. Either way, that's your routine, the way you go through your day. Or if any, you're anywhere in the middle, maybe you get up early enough to enjoy a cup of coffee before the kids get up or before you have to go do this or your roommates get up or whatever it may be. Um, there's morning routines that we all kind of have, whether we recognize it or not. So the reason they're so important is because they literally set the tone for your day. If you, again, get out of bed at the 11th hour, the last possible minute, you're going to feel rushed all day. There are particular hormones and chemicals running through our brains, and when we first wake up, uh, the ones that cause stress, I can't remember the name of them off the top, so forgive me for that, but the ones that cause stress are typically more prevalent in the morning. So if you start your day with stress, you're going to have a more stressful day throughout You're going to, if you start your day rushed, you're going to feel rushed throughout the entire day. But... If you go through processes and do things, have these routines that you can follow that allow your brain, it takes roughly an hour um, for those chemicals to subside and go back to normal. That's why you'll hear a lot of people saying it's very important that you don't consume caffeine within the first hour of waking up. Um, and I'll talk about that more in just a minute. But what, what you find is if you allow yourself time to slowly start your morning or maybe not even slowly, but doing things that allow you to free your mind and get out of that state of panic and stress, your your days are going to be a much calmer and much more preferred, in all honesty. Um, I know when I first started fixing my morning routine to what I wanted it to be, and don't get me wrong, it's not perfect and I don't do it every morning. I strive to, sure, but, and it's, you know intended to be done every day but I'm not perfect and none of us are so I want I want to lead with that um, when talking about these morning routines when you're first doing it and I've been working on my morning routine for years and when I say to this day it is still not I didn't com complete my morning routine as I wanted to this morning um, I did most of it but what's important is thinking about 
des- what you want in the morning. Design your morning. Um, going back to one of the first things I've talked about in this podcast um, or in any of my podcasts, uh, the first one of the first episodes was on clarity. Um, that's the first step in any of that. You have to be clear in what you want. You have to visualize it. You have to think about it. You have to play it out. Um, because if you say, oh, yeah, I want to get up in the morning and do X, Y, and Z, but if you start doing X, Y, Z and realize that it sucks for you because it's not fun, then you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, there are some things that we must do in the morning uh, that suck. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't like getting up at 6 a.m. It's hard. It doesn't matter if I went to bed at 8 o'clock or 9. I don't like getting up before the sun comes up. But I do it. Again, not every day, but most days. I go running in the mornings because I live in Florida and it's hot. It's super hot and it's nasty outside. It's humidity galore. It just punches you in the face as soon as you walk outside. I mean, it, it, oh yeah, it's only 85, but it feels like 104. I try to take advantage of my mornings and go running when it's a little bit cooler. And a, another good thing that you can do to start your day is find something that's calming for you. Running has become calming. Um, something that I do is I, I do a little breath work. I do a little meditation. Those are things that calm me. I also like to read some, journal a little bit. And, and I don't do all of that every day. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes what I need to do is sit down and do the Wim Hof breathing method for about 15 minutes. Sometimes I need to read a pick-me-up book or, you know, maybe I'm curious about something. Something's on my mind in the morning. I might dive into that a little bit through my library and see what, you know, what in my collection I have because I try to stay away from electronics for the first hour or two. So back to making sure your morning routine consists of doing things that you want to do. Um, it's really important that when when you're think, you're getting clarity on your mornings, you... Try different things because what works for some is not going to work for all. I used to be someone who got up at 4 a.m. to go exercise for two hours before I had to get ready for the day. That's not me anymore. Not at all. And I may get to a point where I do spend more time exercising and I need to adjust when I wake up. But for now, I'm good. I've learned the morning you're, you tend to be able to meditate a little bit better. Maybe you're still tired and your brain's not firing thoughts off at you rapidly as it does throughout the day. Maybe that's why. Um, I don't really know the scientific backing behind that, but for me, I'm able to meditate. and I can focus a little bit better in the mornings. Um, in fact, my t- typical morning consists now of you know getting up, stretching out, reading a little bit, doing those things I said, going for that run or going to the workout, um, and then I'll come home and do my work like whatever it is that I need to do for the day. After I get out of the shower, I'll go to work. And and the first, probably until about one, I'm, that's when I'm most focused, from nine to one, nine to 12, depending. But you, you gotta design your day as best as you can because some of us have jobs that doesn't allow us to come and go as we please, right? We, we have to be at a certain place at a certain time for a certain amount of time. When you're going through this, it's okay if something that you thought you would like, you don't like. It's okay if you miss a day or two. Just the first step is scheduling out what you want to accomplish in your morning. The second step is figuring out how you're going to do it, right? Like, am I going to get up at 6 in order to accomplish this? Um, Or how long am I going to do each of these tasks? You know, each of these things that I'm doing throughout the day. And remember, it's to set the tone of your day. If you want a nice, calm, peaceful day, I promise you, if you sit down and you meditate a little while, and you do some slow breathing exercises, 
and maybe drink a little bit of tea and go through the process of letting the water boil while you stretch and really enjoy the pouring the tea over the tea bags and you know people get really intense with tea but it's a meditation process for me and then I like to go sit on the back porch and listen to nature first thing in the morning as the sun starts to rise nature comes alive and that's you know that really puts me in a, a perspective of being grateful for what I have in life what I'm getting at with all of this is it's important that you make sure you're designing your life for you get that clarity and design it right and then you just start trying trying different things you know if you need to if you're like I want to read I want to do this I want to I want to meditate I want to you know what maybe you just want to have 10 minutes to yourself before the rest of the house gets up it doesn't matter what it is. Just schedule it. Just do it. Um, and again, there's going to be common themes throughout all of these, all of my podcasts, all anything I talk about. There's a certain series of events that takes place to make the change happen in life. Um, so making sure it's what you want, understanding that it's important to give yourself grace and not hold yourself to the fire if you fail a couple of times. Right. Um, from there. You know, you just go to it. You start doing it. And when you when you start set, real, seeing the results of setting the tone for your day, when your boss calls you into their office or you might be stressed out at work, it's going to be less stressful. Maybe traffic is your burden. I, when I get out of bed and I have to go and hurry, everything's so much worse, including traffic. I'm miserable in traffic when I have to rush around. But if I have a couple of hours where I can kind of come and go as I please and do what I want, I feel much better sitting in traffic. If I'm not in a hurry, and this doesn't matter what time of day, like I don't like traffic, but if I'm not in a hurry, it's much easier for me to deal with. In fact, sometimes I just put it on 72 and cruise in the right lane. Most of the time, my foot's on the gas and I'm passing everybody. But regardless of that, the point I was making is that you can set the tone for your day and literally see the difference in your day. I know people that are stressed from the second they wake up to the second they go to sleep. And a lot of those people, one thing they have in common outside of that stress is that their morning routine sucks. I used to get out of bed at the last possible minute, throw my clothes that were in my basket, I still hadn't hung up after I cleaned them around, so I could try to find something that was as least wrinkled as possible. And I would go out the door, kind of fix my hair in the truck or the car on the way there, and stop by the bathroom when I get there, and you know, brush my teeth or whatever, just... I would do, literally, I would get to work and finish my morning routine. Um, And as soon as I stopped doing that and went to work, it was busy. It was stressful. I hated it. I got frustrated all the time. Um, And then I started working on my morning routine, and I found that if I get up more than 20 minutes before, 30 minutes before I have to be to work, I'm, I'm a little bit of a better, happier person and a better employee. And You know, it got to the point when I got into leadership where I was a better boss as a result, a better leader as a result, because I'm not taking my stresses out on people. And a good leader doesn't do that, but being so young as I, you know, 24 years old, taking on a leadership role, I didn't understand those things. I had leadership knowledge, but I didn't realize how hard it was to not let your bad day ruin others' days, right? Um... So a couple of things that you can implement in your morning routine. I've already shared some throughout the, the podcast, but, but I wanted to share a few more with you guys. Um, so 
I was listening to the Dr. Andrew Huberman podcast on Spotify the other day, and he, or maybe it was today, I don't even remember, but he was talking about doing, um, talking about how your brain recognizes the difference between pleasure and pain, and it's like a two and a half hour podcast, it was great, very informative, he's a, I believe a neurobiologist, professor, neurobiology professor at Stanford, I can't recall exactly, my memory's slipping, but um, he explained that your brain is better able to deal with displeasure, discomfort, or pain at a certain time of the day, and that time of the day is in the morning. So I would recommend if you're someone who wants to exercise or get in better physical shape, maybe do those things in the morning. Um, go running in the morning, lift weights in the morning, maybe do your intense yoga class in the morning, um, whatever workout exercise regimen you practice. If possible, do it as early as you can because your brain is better equipped at that time of day to deal with those things. Um, you know, for me, I, I I like to do things that instill more discipline and and more further cement my mindset, right? Um, and those things for me consist of after I work out, um, like I like to take a cold shower, and I don't mean start hot, wash my body off, then go cold. I mean I turn it on as little as it can possibly be turned on for the shower head to work. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's not as bad as it was initially. I've, I've got a pretty good method of getting in there and getting my body wet quickly so it's not painstaking to go through the cold all over. But, um, you know, doing things like that, like, it's, it's not so much the taking a cold shower part that I'm looking at. It's the doing something that I know is important to do to instill the discipline. So taking like, there's benefits to cold exposure, undeniable benefits. Like There's science backing it, studies on various... It, I mean, it's incredible heat and cold exposure, honestly. But uh, one of the things they say is take, take a shower. It, it helps you know, boost your metabolism. It helps improve this and that. And there's so many benefits to it, right? Uh, one of the setbacks to it is you're taking a cold shower. Um, <laughs> that that part sucks at times. But if I'm honest, it's I don't do it because of the health benefits. I do it because of the mental benefits, the benefits to my mindset that I get. And in order for me to become more disciplined throughout the day and to stick to the things that I know I need to do, if I can take a cold shower after being hot and sweating all day, and knowing I'm about to step into a shower that's frigid, that's just really cold, um, and torment myself basically for five minutes. Now, after a few minutes, a minute or so of being in there, the water gets normal, kind of like going into a cold pool or a cold beach water or whatever, any body of water when it's when your body adjusts to it, you know. Anyways, um, it's the act of knowing that I'm doing something that I don't necessarily want to do that's going to cause me temporary displeasure to, to allow me to have long-term positive results. Um, something else I do in the mornings that is along those lines is I drink, um, I drink water when I first, when I first wake up, I drink a, like a 12 ounce glass of water with, with like a bunch of lemon juice, fresh squeezed, and some Himalayan sea salt. That rehydrates you, kind of vitalizes your body. The water's a little bit above room temperature. It's not too hot to drink fast, but it's warm. Um, kind of wakes you up a little bit things like that it but it really tastes bad it i mean i shouldn't say bad it's not desirable but it's not terrible um it's not something that i would necessarily go out of my way to drink if you gave me the choice 
if, if there was like no repercussions for me drinking a soda in the morning, I would choose the soda over that. Um, but I don't really drink soda either. But that's, never mind, I'm getting sidetracked. Plan your day. If you don't do something like weekly, where you plan out your week, what your week looks like, you need to, you, you're, you're slipping hard. But it's very important that you plan your day. Very, very important to sit down and take a few minutes and plan out your day. And you know what? If you work a nine to five, if you will, there's a big chunk of your day you don't need to plan because you're at work. Now, if you have a job where you do one thing or a, a series of things throughout the day and you know that's what you're doing, you don't need to necessarily schedule how you work. But there's a lot of people who go into a work and they have a bit of free range. Is They have projects they have to complete. They have tasks they have to complete. But the order in which and the time frame in which they complete them is not necessarily the most important part of it, right? So those people need to sit down and schedule their work day. I recommend doing that when you get to work. Um, that way you're in your work state. Not, I'm a firm believer of separation of work and home. Just, <laughs> um, you know, I don't think my work should interfere with my home life and my home life shouldn't interfere with my work. And it's very hard to do. But one of the things that you can do is keeping them separate by scheduling them separately. And... You know, if, if you're someone who works that 9 to 5, you don't necessarily need to schedule out the day, right, at, from 9 to 5. You just need to schedule before and after. Um, if you have kids, you probably know to some degree what's going to be done. If they have after-school activities, things of that nature, what day of the week is, are they on? There you go from 6 to 7.30, I'm at the ballpark, or I'm at this class, or in this room, or whatever. Um and I'm not saying schedule down to the minute. You're not Elon Musk running 27 companies or however many that dude has. Your Odds are you're a regular person that has more free time than you care to admit and more free time than you know what to do with. But let's be real. Out of 168 hours in the week, if we're working 40, you know what? Maybe you're, maybe you're the blue-collar guy that likes to tell me, 40 is nothing, I work 60, I work 80, whatever. That If, if you choose to go into a line of work where you work the, that many hours, that is your prerogative. I don't care. More power to you. I'm not that guy. Um, but if you're working 60 hours a week, there's still 108 hours in the week. All right, let's remove... Let's, let's say you do good and get eight hours of sleep a night, right? 56. All right, I'm not the best at math, but that's somewhere around 52 hours left in the week. Um, maybe you drive an hour each way for work. All right, so that's 14. So we're sitting somewhere around 38 hours left in the day. Almost another full-time job worth of time. That's if you get a full eight hours of sleep, if you work 60 hours a week, and if you drive an hour to work each day. Oh, I'm sorry, and I did that for based off of a seven-day work week, not a five-day work week. So maybe there's four less, four more hours that you have back. Um, so realistically, you have enough time to have a second full-time job if you're only working 40 hours a week. Um, just based off time available in your day. Um, obviously, people have kids or go to school and things like that. Um, but the regular person who, who only works, like me, for example, if I'm only working 40 hours in a week, I have an absurd amount of time left over. And realistically most of us spend that time doing frivolous things scrolling and comparing ourselves to others watching tv aimlessly playing video games and you know what i play video games i'm not knocking video games i play the video game often i have a four-year-old that loves lego batman we spent an hour and a half last night beating the next level on lego batman why because that is important 
He likes to play it. That is a way for him and I to bond. That's a way for him to learn problem-solving techniques and to develop confidence in his decision-making. All right. And it's also fun. It's okay. I'm not judging someone for playing a video game. Now, if you're someone who spends just as much time playing a video game as you do earning income, unless your income is that video game, you may want to reconsider. But again, to each their own, whatever works for you. I am offering advice for people who seek to improve, right? Um, so the point I'm making is that there's enough time in the day to do the things that you need to do. Um, we tend to just forget how much time we have readily available that we spend aimlessly scrolling at things. Um, so, you know, take that into consideration when you're scheduling things out. It's not about being down to the exact second of the day that you need to do. I need to do this from this from 6 a.m. to 6.15, and at 6.16, I need to start my next task and do that. Like, unless you're someone who's, like, uber active in business or things like that, you really don't have to micromanage your schedule like that. You can say from 6, 6 a.m. to 7, I am going to do these three things. Not necessarily giving yourself a time frame on them, but those three things for me. I drink my water, I put my tea on the boil, and I start meditating or doing some breathing exercises. As I'm drinking my tea, I jot down some things that I'm grateful for. I think about what my day is going to consist of, and I jot that out. Um, and part of planning your day is planning things that you expect, you anticipate to go wrong or what could possibly go wrong. So when I was working in the hospital, I would have to every day deal with staffing. Um, and if with it being a, a part of my responsibility was the emergency room where I had to deal with 24-hour staffing. So on certain days, I would, I would, well, first I would look at attendance and see trends, try to find trends. Okay, this person tends to call out the Tuesday after payday or this person calls out the day before payday or you know whatever it may be or this person takes a week off before the finals so they can study every year and they've done that for the last three years that they've been here whatever you I try to find the trends and I prepare okay so I need to schedule someone to come in this person wasn't feeling good yesterday so in the back of my mind I'm going through people that I may be able to call to get to come to work if needed I, I think through the potential issues I may face that way when they actually happen I'm not caught off guard and I'm prepared you can do that as someone just in your everyday life what is a potential hindrance that you may come across what is something that could potentially go wrong to alter your day okay maybe your co-worker's in a bad mood maybe when your co-worker's in a bad mood it puts everyone else in a bad mood all right, so think that through. Your coworkers in a bad mood. How do you get them in a good mood? Or how do you get your teamwork, your teammates, to not feed off of that negativity? Um, maybe you do something every day per, in a particular way that you, your significant other scoffs at you for doing, and it kind of frustrates them. Not not an argument, but it's just like, I wish you wouldn't do that. Um, maybe you need to look at adjusting that. There's just you have to prepare for what could possibly go wrong just like you have to prepare for what could possibly go right so the morning while drinking your tea is a great time to do that um, I've already gone over the cold shower and explained that the exercising um, scheduling your day um, I like to have fun too I listen to a little bit of music that kind of lifts me up makes me feel good um, you know and and honestly like when we have when I have my son, it's I get to, when he gets up, I get to hear him call for his mom because like he he won't get out of bed. He'll just he'll just say mommy, 
And, you know, like, his room's right next to ours. So she'll either... I'll either go get him and take him to her, or she'll go get him. And, uh... There's nothing better than, you know, as I'm sitting there reading or drinking my tea or whatever I may be doing, um, hearing him and then interacting with him. So, like, I try to schedule time so I can interact with him first thing in the morning. Um, you know, if, if you are someone who has a lot of responsibilities on social media, say, um, well... Maybe you run a page for a business, or maybe it is your business or it's your page. Uh, maybe schedule some time to create the content, not on your phone or on your tablet or computer, but just like write out ideas that you want to talk about. Um, you know, just prepare yourself for the task that you're going to do. That's that's the imp- what the morning routine's for. You you prepare yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally, F- spiritually. I can I mean, I don't really know how you could. Prepare yourself financially necessarily unless you're looking at your budget every day. Would that would get a little taxing for me? But some people do. Some people sit down every morning and they review what's what bills are due today, what what it, their expected expenses are, what income streams they have, and you they go from there. I personally would hire someone to do that. You know that's my intent when I get to a point where I have to look at my daily um, finances, but. You know, whatever your morning routine looks like, that's personal to you. Some people like to take their dog on a walk on the beach. Some people like to go fish in the pond or, you know, go sit by the water or whatever it is. You, that's the beauty of it, guys. You get to decide. There's no one-size-fits-all. There's no perfect answer. It's up to you. So a couple of things that you could, resources that you could help you implement and be consistent in the practice of a morning routine is... Also put a little reward in there in the morning, right? Um, My reward a lot of times is caffeine. So if I do good in my morning routine, I will get a a cup of coffee or maybe go grab an energy drink. Um, I've been drinking these uh, Yerba Mate teas lately. They're sparkling water. Um, It's pretty good. Uh, I really enjoy those, but I don't drink them until my morning routine is done. A lot of times my tea in the morning that I drink, um, it'll be a white tea or... You know, sometimes I'll go green, but I, I try to stay away from the heavy co- caffeine content teas um, as best I can. First thing, for the as I mentioned earlier, your brain and caffeine don't get along first thing in the morning. Yeah, it's just, I cannot stress this enough. Your morning routine is just that, yours. With that being said, it's also important to understand if you're in a relationship or you live in a house with others that it is completely unfair for you to expect them to respect your morning routine, especially with no conversation, and more so if you do not respect them and their needs. If you want to get up early in the morning and listen to loud music um, to pump up your day, but you have people that are asleep, don't be selfish. Have a reasonable, respectful conversation and work out a happy medium. For me, my happy medium, my wife is asleep when I get up at 6 in the morning. I grab my clothes off the dresser that I set off the night before, and I get dressed in the living room so I don't wake her up, right? I don't do all those things that I would normally do in the bathroom first thing in the morning. I come to the guest bathroom that we have that's in our living room, that's out by our living room, and I do them there. Like, it's give and take. Just like if you have, you know, a job that you have to be there at 8 a.m., 
you can't be like, well, push it back to nine, boss, because I got stuff to do in the morning. No, you gotta you gotta give and take. There's a balance. So find your balance. Aim to be consistent. Give yourself a little reward in there. Um, but again, the most important thing that I can, I cannot stress this enough is your morning routine is yours. Personalize it. Make it make it what you want. The only way you can do that is through clarity by sitting down and figuring out exactly what you want your mornings to consist of. Um, Something I like to do, Saturday mornings, I cook breakfast. I cook a lot, but Saturday mornings I make a point to cook breakfast. That is part of my Saturday morning routine. Now, there's certain things that are consistent throughout the entire week, but, you know, it's okay. Especially if you have more time, add something fun in there. Add something extra to give to make you enjoy it. Because, dude, there's enough things going on in this world to make life suck. Why not find reasons for life to be good? Why not create reasons for life to be good? And your morning routine has a lot to do with the way you are throughout the day. If you get your morning routine under control and you can implement the changes that you need from the start for on a mental level, your entire day will be better. In turn, your week will be better, your month, your year, your years, and then your life. Understand that your mindset has a direct impact on anything you get out of life perspective is reality perception is reality what you see is all right i mean it's i i know it sounds simple and you probably heard that a lot but that's the truth it depends on what you're the angle in which you're looking at something determines how you feel about it so that's what i have for you on morning routines i hope you find benefit and value in me sharing this if you have any questions you're always welcome to reach out i strongly encourage it um and with that being said i thank you for your time y'all have a wonderful day